The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast at CYXX, launching September 6th. The following advertisement has been paid for by the big guy Ryback. Are you hungry? You know I'm so hungry, big guy. Hey, Mark, what brings you here? So I'm just here to hang out with my all-time favorite superstar of all time. What brings you here? Well, I'm doing a paid advertisement for Feed Me More Nutrition, available at feedmemore.com. Big guy, that is music to my ears. Do you tell the people about your ice-so-hungry grass-fed whey protein isolate, the best-tasting protein on the market, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, the strongest pre-workout on the market, and the big guy, all-natural testosterone booster, my personal fave. Big guy, you're on to something with this Feed Me More Nutrition. It is some top-quality stuff. Well, thank you, Mark, it is. Feed Me More Nutrition, premium quality, the highest quality supplements on the market today. Available now at feedmemore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, and right now, I'd like to introduce... Whoa, 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 whoa. A guy who lost his smile. A guy who took his brain and walked away from millions of dollars. He hails from Sin City. He... Ah, damn it. That's enough for you two. Shut up. You're... Uh, I think he's, uh... I think he said we're fired. Shut up! Pat, slap my ass! It's time for conversation with the big guy, pal! (laughs) Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the big guy, Ryback. And I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. And we're back again after a uh, great week of uh, positive feedback from the last episode, which we will delve into shortly. But first, let's be professional broadcasters. And let's, uh, I think you got some things you might want to talk about or mention. Yeah. You know, I got Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by the big guy Ryback, available now on Amazon in Kindle and paperback form. Also coming out on Audible in February. Feed Me More Nutrition available at feedmemore.com and I'llPumpYouUp.com. Also available in Las Vegas at Spartan Nutrition and Pumped Up Fitness Nutrition on Sahara and Rainbow. Check it out if you live locally. Also, Friday, February 10th, WrestlePro, Starland Ballroom, The Machine, Brian Cage versus The Big Guy, Ryback. Bell time, 8 p.m., Meet and greet, 6 p.m.? Yes, sir. Good job. And Saturday, February 11th, WrestlePro in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, meet and greet with the big guy Ryback, I believe, right? Yep, you and Jake the Snake. And Ga- no Gabby Castrovinci, too, or no? <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is better known as, what was her name? Raquel. Raquel, Raquel or Rachel? I don't fuck. I don't know. Uh, if you want me to add her, I will. If that's... Uh, I mean... Nah, I can't put you on the spot with that on here, so. 
I think you just told the listeners, and they want to know why, why would she be added to this show? Well, she's, I talk to her occasionally just with the Feed Me More Nutrition. Uh, I was, uh, okay. That's I, it. <laughs> I reached, I, well, thank you for, uh, I reached out to her about a possible, a possible sponsorship, <laughs> asshole. Okay. And she, uh, she's a 5% athlete. So, and that contract's not up for a few months, but she inquired, Feb- as we know, January and February are slower months. And, uh, yes, notoriously across the board. And, uh, and I go, well, let me ask Pat if he has any openings and in which you replied, fuck no. Uh, I'm already, <laughs> I'm already over budget because of you asshole. And, uh, so I said, okay. And, uh, no, I'm kidding, but it, it's a week before this show. So it's totally understandable. Which is the reason why you are not wrestling on Brooklyn. So uh, could only afford the day and a half rate. But come to February 11th to uh, WrestlePearlOnline.com, which we just plugged. If you're a, if you want to be a wrestler, you like the stuff you're listening to. You live in the New York, New Jersey area. You want to be a wrestler, a referee, a valet. I don't know what, what they call all. You know, divas is not a term anymore. A female wrestler. Come to CreatorProWrestling.com. Two schools, one in Hicksville, one in Rahway. And if you're a promoter that runs shows, well, you need a fucking ring. So please hit me up at WrestleProOnline at WrestleProOnline at Yahoo.com. If you want to rent a ring, rent my equipment, run a show, I don't know, all that jazz. I should write this stuff out. I'll sound a little bit more professional. Again, WrestleProOnline at Yahoo.com. Okay, so I think we want to start it off with, uh, we got some reviews from last week, and we made the promise that we'd read the funniest ones. Before you go to the reviews, can I add one more thing in there? I forgot. Sure. It's the P.O. box that I don't, I don't want to leave that out because it's on my social media. But, guys, for all fan mail, um, for myself or just anything you want to write in or, you know, if you want anything signed, I please I ask you to limit it to one or two things. The P.O. box is 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. And uh, you can make that out to the big guy or to Ryback or Ryback Reeves, whatever you prefer. And uh, I always get Mr. Fur Life yeah, or Mark for 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 life, and uh, <laughs> I will get back um, to you. So thank you guys. I am honestly I love uh, I love reading your letters and hearing the cool stories, and it's uh, it means a lot to me. So thank you. Do you know I've had that your PO box used against me in uh, terms of negotiations for your appearances? It happened once. What What do you mean? So basically, obviously, we've said in the show before, I kind of handle your your outside, uh, you know, booking in, in an agent or manager type role. And, uh, you know, a lot of you times. Are, yeah, you are my manager, like full blown. Yeah, pretty say. much. Just, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun, actually. And a big, uh, you know, congratulations, dare I say, we've uh, we've convinced Wade Barrett to uh, take a, uh, a British tour. He's doing a spoken a speaking gig like you did over in England. And he's yeah. going to be doing commentary for What Culture Pro Wrestling. And uh, uh, he has a hell of an agent, too, that being myself. How, uh, how have I not been booked by What Culture Pro Wrestling yet? I know why. Here's why. I actually, and I've been doing this lately, if you've noticed in our email system, when you announced that you were leaving, we got flooded and, and flooded yeah. beyond belief. So there was a lot of um, emails that conflicted with the dates that I put you on the stuff already. And they were one yeah. of them. So I, I have a feeling that's coming oh, in the future. Wow. Yeah, so there's promotions that were like, hey, I need you for here. You already had the date. And some of them I just didn't know about. I was unaware of what oh. of what culture until 
honestly, until Cody started working with them. I really yeah. didn't. I well, really didn't. And, and all serious, I remember, like, because I have access to the email. I always laugh, though, when they think they're talking to me and they're talking to you. That's always my favorite. It happens a lot, by the way, where they're like, thanks, Ryan, or thanks, Ryback. And I'm like, and I'll see it's like five or six, like, replies emails deep. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not, like, they think it, and I'm like, no, we openly acknowledge you handle all this. Mm-hmm. I don't pay you to for me to answer the emails like God. even though there is every once in a while i will occasionally hop on if it's something like that's like doesn't really that's not like financial you know like yeah for for an interview and i'll go pat like pat let's go ahead and do this just so you see it or something but no that that's what it, i i understand when the first time maybe the second time but i i distinctly write back hey you know this i use you know i go well he needs this this and this from from pat buck and then a lot of them will have conversation and still revert back yeah it's not like a one-time thing where i'm like are they trying to role play that they're talking to you it's, it's kind of strange how uh, about the uh, saudi arabian guy that for the iraq appearance gym appearance jesus who he just wanted to talk to me and, and like <laughs> and as soon as you gave him the number or whatever to, for you to for him to call you mm-hmm. as soon as he heard your voice he hung up <laughs> dude there's and just for fans Isn't that what there's there's a lot of big business for a lot of international tours, and they happen in like Abu Dhabi. Um, we've heard of things in Saudi Arabia. WWE does sold show in Saudi Arabia, so sometimes other people run other countries, I've, yeah. and they don't have the best communication skills. So when emails come in, they go, "Hey, we want to book you for Saudi Arabia." As much as you want to go, this doesn't sound legit. You still have to kind of lend an ear to it and go, "Oh, this might be a, oh, a really good yeah. paying, you know, uh, decent." thing and um like for example there was there's a promoter there's a promotion called qpw and they run out of i believe they run of uh sudan and abu dhabi and like they put you on a poster they were advertising you for like this upcoming summer and i contacted the promoter i was like why is this happening and he spoke in very broken english and uh eventually went nowhere but basically from there was an email that came in asking for your gym appearance and I'm like, okay, I'll entertain it. I wrote back, and he wanted a phone number very badly. So I gave yeah. him a phone number, just like you said. And I was driving home, and my car starts ringing. It says Saudi Arabia. And I was, like, scared. <laughs> I, I press pick up. I'm like, hello? And the guy just yells something and then hangs up. I'm like, oh, shit. It's kind of scary. Uh, my, so our truth who is one of my favorite people, um, we were over in uh, Abu Dhabi or Saudi Arabia, and he came up to me, and me and him always would talk. And like, he's such a good guy. And nobody has any, nobody will ever say anything bad about our truth. Yeah, I've never and heard like, anything bad and, ever. And by the way, in this day and age, where like crowds boo people, and like they don't like to cheer the good guys sometimes. And sure. like, our truth is never booed. He comes out. <laughs> it doesn't matter when he comes out. The music hits, and and sometimes crowds are dead later on in the night. But like, he's never booed. He does his routine. He knows his shtick, mm-hmm. and like, and, and it works every single time. Um, and he's one of my favorite. Like, it's he, if you knew him, you you would you would appreciate him greatly. But he came up to me one time over in uh, Abu Dhabi, I think, and I guess a prince at one of the shows. Like, they have we'd had the bot shows over there. Okay, and it's all the, it's all the families that come with with the oil. They own the oil over there. Oh wow! And like, they're they're rich on like a whole other. Now is it like full whole, crowds or is it? You know, just like kind hit of or, private, hit, hit or miss. 
it, some of the shows were like great and some were like we'd be at the same place for three nights sometimes at like a at a nice huge tennis stadium mm-hmm. and like they would it some nights were like they would get there like the final the final like half of the card would be packed but the first half was like scattered okay and like it's weird and then we did a daytime show where it was like hardly anybody there and then as the sun started going down it was it was like full, like sold out wow like is there weird the rules there though i've heard things before like is there certain things you yeah. can and can't do yeah and i'm not exactly 100 percent sure on them but i know like tattoos are an issue and i don't have any tattoos okay um and they and have to cover also, up if they have tattoos is that it that or if you have a vagina, you gotta kind of fuck. Yeah, they cut your head like, off. <laughs> yeah, they go and they behead you. And uh, no, but like the divas don't usually go on the tour, or they do. I know, like Alicia Fox went on one eventually, and like she was only allowed to go out and like do like a promo or so, or like go to. She wasn't even allowed to wrestle. It's like wow. crazy how how some of these other countries have these different beliefs and whatnot. But um, so no D- divas revolution over in Abu Dhabi, not yet. Um, not yet, um, but they, our uh, truth. A prince approached him, and like he's like he goes he goes Ryback. What should I do? This guy's offered me a lot of money to like come to his kid's birthday party and like <laughs> da- dance and sing or some shit like that. And I was like, do it. Why not? Like yeah. he was like, well, what if they like keep me? I go. They'll probably take care of you really well. Like, <laughs> I, I go, it can't be any worse than working for WWE. <laughs> so what? They keep you in a cage for half the day. The rest of the fucking day, they fucking <laughs> treat you like a goddamn king. Fucking run with it. What is, what is wrong with you? Our truth walks away from WWE contract to work for Saudi Arabian birthday parties. Oh, I fuck. would not. I, I, he has a. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. He has that guy's contact still and sends out feelers every once in a while to stay in good graces. <laughs> guarantee it. He would. He's smart like that. He definitely would. Oh man. So we're starting off uh, already telling stories, but we had reviews. We promised we'd read them. So these were some of the good, the ones that came in this week. Again, we appreciate all the reviews. We're getting a, uh, a good amount of them. Uh, this one uh, said, "Dope podcast." I appreciate that from Bunny Ben. And Thank you. It said, while listening to this week's episode, I was driving and ran to another car, tearing my hamstring to the point I couldn't walk. Cops were on the scene. EMTs came and they took me to the local hospital. I told them my hamstring was torn, but they didn't listen. They would only say, you're such a beast. Trying to find the source of the injury. They were messing with my hips, my knees and pulled on my leg. So they were pulling my leg and pulling my leg and I'm pulling your leg. I love the podcast, bros. Keep it coming. Dr. Ben. I thought that was pretty creative. That was good. The other one uh, that stood out to me. Whoa, that's not a review. That's the poster is uh, I want to I want to win free stuff from Tank 5319. I started on episode really? one listening to my favorite wrestler and Ryback was there, too. <laughs> <laughs> It has been fun to hear Very them. Pro- good. It has been fun to hear them progress and sound less and less drunk as they regale us with tales of the glamorous life of being a wrestler, promoting supplements, and a wrestling school. The passion and honesty from both is truly refreshing. It makes for a grand time. Whether it helps me get through my three fifteen, uh, three fifteen a.m. wake up call to be at work for five. When people ask me why am I smiling at work, it's because I'm listening to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Well, now it's time to cut a heel promo on someone. Enough of this baby fi- baby face crap. That's from Tank5319. Those are my two favorites. 
That is uh, that's very good. And I think to note, we talked about this before early on. I don't know if it was our first sixteen or seventeen episodes, but you know, we talked about we recorded them in sessions of of five and six sessions. Sure, and it was not easy. And we we used that night because we we did them initially hanging out together when I'd come back east. And we'd we'd come back there and uh, we'd we'd get get together and knock these out, and and, and I know we've talked about this. You even mentioned today, you're like, oh, I think maybe we should maybe knock out two this week, mm-hmm. um, because I got to fly out early next week for the show and I, I got a busy week. And I go, no, we'll just we'll figure it out. We'll do it next week because it's so much better when it's just live, like as far as current with that week, and, and we're 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 fresh for this. And when you got to do multiple episodes in a row like that, it, Tough. It, it's it, it, and it, and it, it it's tough for the listeners sometimes, even though we're talking about different subjects. I just think they don't. And, and obviously, we do like to enjoy some red wine during the podcast. And uh, you know, one episode is fine, two is fine, three, four, and five. You're going to notice a little bit of a of a difference, as yeah. we've witnessed in the in the past. So, yeah, thank and, you uh, for that great review. Liver failure too. I also want to. We we want to eventually start doing this through a, a Google Hangout. We're eventually going to start looking into that where you guys can join us actually as we we're normally recording this on Thursday nights, uh, even though it goes up on a Monday. I know that. Sorry guys. But, uh, you know, uh, it's 1130 my time and it's 830 your time, but we're going to look into, yeah. uh, having us so we can kind of, you know, get some live stuff going for the people that really care about the show. Vince uh, Russo does the Google hangouts, which I, his podcast is, I'm a, I just did his podcast. It's in two parts. Part one is out now. I think part two is is just released or getting ready to get released. And uh, he has a hell of a podcast, so check Vince Russo out, you guys, on the brand and on iTunes. It's uh, But he does the Google Hangouts. Okay. That's how we – and uh, that's what put that in my head. I was like – because I got my YouTube channel, and a few people have messaged me like, why aren't you doing more with your YouTube yeah. channel? And uh, it's something I do I do want to do, and I actually touch on this. I know where you're going with all this. Um which I'll go ahead. I'll let you finish and go ahead and get into what we need to get to, and then I'll talk about that later. Actually, yeah. But I mean, what I was going to get Google into. Hangouts is good. We have positive feedback, but uh, someone was not very happy with last episode, and I, I thought it would be um, it was kind of a bummer to wake up to this. But then, then I kind of understand. But I kind of want to uh, call someone out or address feedback from last show because I think that's kind of a responsible thing to do. This I guy- was telling you too, though, and you're gonna. I and, and and not on a daily basis, but I'll get an idiot from time to time who's never met me that just wants to insult me, or and, and it's just it's it sucks. It's part of life, and you just got to block it out and uh, and move on. Um, but I saw this guy. I know exactly who you're talking about. Who uh, and I could tell he was he was going to go on a tear for the entire day or for however long until he got he wanted to be recognized. Yeah, he needs to be heard. I could, he was he was the quote unquote fat person looking for attention that mm-hmm. day, um, and and I said that in quotes. Uh, so I muted him right away. I was like, I don't want to hear this guy, and uh, because I just, after you told me what he said and like he had already misquoted something that I'd said, and I was just like, it's not <laughs> yeah. Even worth. To explain the story, so basically we I, we shared a little. Uh, the, the, he actually left a positive review on our show. And I think I experience, I have this a lot with, uh, with, um, I've noticed a couple of people that kind of get, uh, 
I don't know, in too deep or become such supporters of something that they're quick to kind of turn on them really quickly. And uh, he yeah. left a he left a five star review. It seemed like a nice guy. But I also noticed this one guy was complaining about the audio. I'm like, okay, no big deal. You know, we're not professionals. We're, we're figuring this out. Eddie does a great job, you know, editing this podcast and making. Is our audio bad? I always thought we had decent audio for. I think we it's got fine. Great equipment and he said that you were like a little bit lower than I was, and and you get we should fix that. I'm like, okay, you know, I don't have the exact quote right, but it was something along the lines of, hey, you should do this. No big deal, whatever. And I noticed he always tweets to you. I only noticed this because I went back because of the feedback he left. Um, and he'll say things like, hey, hello, how are Like, you know, kind of fanboy things. Totally acceptable, totally fine. Um, yeah. But I said the story last week about the, the, the rather, um, the fan that kind of had that big scene at Creator Pro that, you know, she was... Um, she came in through R- Rosemary. Yeah. But the thing is that he hung on, <laughs> you're not helping this, this conversation. I'll tell you why. So basically okay, he wrote, I, I won't read the guy's name, but he said, your newest podcast was disappointing. You guys get c- too caught up in yourselves and lose the relative aspects. So I'm like, okay, this is the, I, this is the first feedback I wake up to. Normally it's relatively positive. Here we go. The comments of all fat people feel entitled was contradictory to the positive message beyond past episodes. Did I say all fat people? I, I could have you, swear, could have sworn I didn't say you all. You did not. You said a lot. Yes. Of. yes. And yep. you went on because I, when I read that, I went, man, are we assholes? I listened back to the episode and the place we're coming from, first of all, out of all the things, I, let me finish this guy's thing and then we'll revisit okay. why he's horse shit. The whole fat lady story <laughs> <laughs> felt like you two were dehumanizing nothing, her because yeah. she isn't leading a life like you two. There's also a difference between promoting your products and just openly fellating yourself. Calm down on that. The only reason I even say this is because if I were in your shoes, I'd want to know that I came off like a dick. You guys are better His, than that. These you are, know what? His this, fat fucking feet wouldn't fit in our shoes to begin with. <laughs> I said, add to the fire. If I'm you, hot. If you were in my shoes, you'd be on a treadmill right now. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. Look, I've, we have friends and family that are, out of all the things we said about that. My entire side of my dad's family is fat. And I love them all. To, like, it, it's not, like, it's not, got people, it's the, I talk about it in my book. If you want to be average and out of shape, that's okay. It's totally okay, but I don't get upset at us for talking about for people that do want to change their lives. Like, and and don't misquote us on top of that. And there's a big difference between you know being heavy or being a little out of shape than the person that came. We weren't picking on this lady for being every everything was against her. She if was, she worked out for three hours a day and looked like that, I would have. And, and she wasn't looking for uh, attention. I'd have no problem with her. She also because there are people with true conditions that like that are just not physically as as lean as they should be or anything because of their conditions yeah but they bust their ass and like they eat healthy those people do exist sure that it's few and far between the majority aren't like that most of this one clearly wasn't well here's the thing too is that like i was trying to set the scene last week i was like did we just pick on her like i know it's hilarious a chair broke but what happened was like we had a sign up that said we're sold out she ignored that she walked right in we said we're sorry we have no chairs she kind of was moping at that. She came out to complain about having no chairs, even though we told her it was sold out. 
we got her a fucking chair because her knees were hurting. A pay, a pay per view chair, mind you, that she that she left. Yeah, that she left there. I mean, yeah. just like we, you know, and it wasn't even like, hey, could you get me this? I'm a little tired. If you're nice and you have, look, we all have our things. I'm, I get, I've gotten picked on my whole life for having red hair. I'm a ginger. Who can't like roll with it? Doesn't Pat, really. You know what, too? I think, and, and I said this earlier today, and, and it, this is very, very true. And I, and I really do believe this. And anybody that's met me at the meet and greets and like, I give you what you give me. I'm the nicest person in the world. But if somebody comes at me with an attitude and tries to attack me or or has just just any sort of attitude whatsoever, don't expect like and there's times when I do try to reciprocate with kindness, but like if you if you just keep giving me that, like you're going to get punched in the face eventually. And not and not literally punched in the face, but you got to give people back what they give sometimes to show them like quit acting like an asshole. Yeah. And I think this is this is exactly that case where the lady walking in with an attitude, regardless of what she looks like, she's coming in with an attitude, yes. an, in, an entitled attitude, and, and you you bent over backwards for her, and she still was that way. So that is what this is about, and people need to understand Even, even more so, when the thing happened and she hurt her leg, she's faking an injury. Like, yeah. she's not fucking hurt. She's talking about suing a place. She has a leg that's hairier than... than you know, like she was not taking care of herself, her body. You only get one body. You got to take care of it. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. If you're a woman with hairy legs, unless it's like part of like your beliefs or anything like that, like that's, that's a sign of laziness. But yeah, like take care of yourself. And the thing is that the way, and the way you broke it down last episode, I, I should have wrote that about, should have wrote about that in my book, shave your legs, <laughs> shave your <laughs> five pages. That'll on... be for part, part two. That'll be the longest <laughs> section. And, do we sound like a couple of assholes? I kind of, I would think in a way, yes. But the thing is, who, that cares? who cares? Who cares? Who just cares? Who cares? Be yeah. the be the best you you can be. Like just fucking, you know, take care of your of of your. Th- but the whole thing is here with this guy is if the fact that he didn't hear my fired up motivational speech at the end of that is yeah. the most concerning. He chose to just be like. And like, what about the self-promotion? What the hell is he talking about on that? So it's okay for, we can't tell a story about, you know, that, that thing last week, but he can openly say, st- we, we need to stop blowing ourselves, filleting ourselves, and we need to calm down on that. A whole podcast exists for promotion. Like, it's just kind of a thing. And yeah. we'll, we'll squeak, we have, you know, we have businesses we're trying to run. Like, is he just- talking about like the supplements because they're the best goddamn supplements <laughs> on the market today? If he's talking about Feed Me More Nutrition available at feedmemore.com and I'll pump you up.com and Spartan Nutrition in Las Vegas and Pumped Up Fitness Nutrition in Las Vegas, I don't know what his goddamn problem is. It's, a, it's, it's supplements that I believe in. They're the best premium quality supplements on the market today. Why wouldn't I talk about them? Now, this guy, this is why I think he said this too. We struck a chord with him because I think he happens to be a bigger, bigger guy, a heavier okay. guy. Out of and I think I cut a chord with him, and he he felt angry that we said something that he didn't necessarily agree with. So he attacked us to let us know we came across like dicks, and we're, we're better than that. And we dehumanized a girl because she wasn't leading a life. Look, she was kind of she was kind of a jerk. That's kind of why. So she was an asshole to begin with. That's the whole point of the story. And also, I, you know what? I talked about this today a little bit. I was talking to Gabby earlier about this, Castro Vinci, if you were wondering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how many references could I get of Gabby in this podcast now that I know she listens? Um, the, 
that people with low self-esteem miss, they think that confidence is a sign of arrogance because they, they have a very low self-esteem. And, uh, and, and I've seen case after case of that. And, um, and we're not, we're not ridiculing anyone for being overweight and, or anything like that. But like, it's more of the lady was an asshole to begin with. And, um, and I gave a fired up speech about wanting her to fix her life yes. because her life clearly was not ideal. And anyone who says otherwise is out of the loop and doesn't know. So, so that's that. I won't mention the guy's name, but I, you know, I wish him well, you know, if he still listen, yeah. which he's going to still listen, but obviously and if you don't, that's okay, buddy. If you don't want to listen anymore, nobody's going to be mad at you. We're okay with that. So, that was the feedback uh, for the last episode. Going further, going, excuse me, catching up to speed this week. Um, we mentioned talking about, you know, week in review. We had the Rumble last week. Uh, before, though, before we get into that, I think it's important to know to encourage reviews for people that do enjoy the show. Yes. Did, did you want to get in? Oh, we, yeah. We have, well, a, for those, we have a giveaway every week. We got to pick. We got to be better at this. We got to pick which one was your favorite review. Which we start by doing it right now. I think we, I think we could start it for this week, or we could. You want to start it this week? Well, we said last week that we they would get a free shaker bottle and a free and a free towel. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> no, that's absolutely. Then we need to. Yes, so, I do remember that. Uh, I'm just I'm upping the prize from now on. I think we we need more. Okay, so continue your reviews and uh, those people. I'm going to pick. Uh, which one you want to pick the the review with uh I don't the, so I liked the this what was the second one The second one the, the headline was he wants free stuff and that it helps him get him through work in the morning and the other one was that uh he hurt his hand The other one was good but uh I when I it was uh that was really creative and everything too uh I like that second one though that we get him through his cuz I've heard that from multiple people Okay um that when they're driving or going at work and uh they just it makes makes their shift a lot easier. So uh, Tank, that is our winner. Tank fifty three nineteen. Congratulations on your new shaker bottle and your feed me more towel. I believe. Please email the big guy at feedmemore.com and uh, we will get that all straightened out for you. But moving forward, I have decided that to. Uh, I think we need a little bit more of a of a of a prize for the good reviews. Or, or for whatever reviews you choose to leave. Um, and, and moving forward, we will do one Feed Me More Nutrition supplement of your choice and a free Feed Me More Nutrition uh, t-shirt. So uh, that will be the prize moving forward Okay. For the, for the good reviews. For the good reviews or most creative reviews, whatever you, whatever you want to do. Or if you want to leave five stars and leave a really funny shitty comment, I'm okay with a <laughs> shitty comment as long as you give it five stars. <laughs> so... It's been a it's been a week. What's going on with you? Uh, I had a couple things from the dirt sheets, but uh, not really that many. But we uh, this the last episode was pre Rumble, which uh, you know you you were not number twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I was gonna I was uh, I was gonna get into that with you. I was just gonna ask you how your week was going before we got into all that. It's it's been good, man. It's been a lot of training. I'm proud today because I I officially did 131 burpees as opposed to uh, your 130. So I feel very tired so and proud. I I tricked you. I told you I did 130, 
And then, I, and I did at the gym earlier, but I also did two when I got home just because I knew you were going to do, I set you up earlier to do 131 at the gym. And then I did two later, granted my time, if you add in the total time, you beat me in time. Okay. Because of, but uh, I did do 132. I actually, I did, we, me and Darren Young and some of the Nexus guys were at Hooters years ago at WrestleMania in Arizona. And me and Darren Young got into a chicken wing eating contest um, at Hooters. Okay. And I'll never forget this. This is we were all like the new guys. We hadn't debuted. This is a funny story, by the mm-hmm. way. And uh, I, so I I love my chicken wings, but I'll use like ranch and blue cheese, and I'll fucking I'll drench them in that. You know, yeah. When I at that, and we were drinking that night. It was like a it was like a cheat night essentially. And uh, he was just eating plain wings. So, but not to like, it's still impressive either way. I, I was just putting in, I'm getting more calories with the ranch, but I love the taste of ranch and blue cheese. Okay. And um, we were tied 90 wings to 90 wings or something like that. And uh, these are we the Hooters both, naked wings, correct? Yeah, the Hooters naked wings. And uh, while he wasn't paying attention, I got the cook to bring me out one wing and uh, I beat him <laughs> 91 to 90. I'm very competitive. And, uh, he, it wasn't worth the trouble for him to like ask for two. I knew he like it defeated him that I I waited just enough time before we paid the check and like. But uh, a funny story. The funnier is that Pat Patterson was sitting out on like the patio deck, and to get out of the fucking Hooters, you had to walk past that area. Okay. And like when and anybody who's anybody that knows anything about WWE, and, like when you're new up there, and like if you stay at like a TV hotel and like. You see producers or like Mark Carano sitting in the bar, yeah. lonely drink, drinking his miserable life away. <laughs> like it, like <laughs> not the producers, but Mark and uh, and like when you're early on in that, like if they see like, hey, Ryback, like Ryback, come have a drink with us. No, thank you, guys. Now, like, but like you know, early on when you're new up there, you don't want to offend anybody. So you have to do and, it. Uh, yeah. And like, so we're thinking like we're terrified. Like Pat's gonna like ask us all to sit down mm-hmm. and, and like and Wade was with us and a few of the other guys. And uh, we just wanted to get the fuck out of there and go back to the hotel. And uh, we, we literally probably stalled an hour of sitting at the bar drinking before we got like, okay, we're just going to get up. We'll keep moving. If he stops, whoever he stops, they have to stay <laughs> the rest of it. And like, he stopped somebody. We can't, I can't remember who. And like, I think it was Wade of all people. And uh, because he was probably the most over at the time during the NXT stuff and like uh and like the rest of us got out of there and Wade like caught up shortly thereafter so ah man it was always always a funny funny time speaking of uh Pat Patterson I actually had a interesting story this this flows nicely about something that I didn't tell you what happened on a uh, Saturday night I was Wait, uh you had sex with Pat Patterson No but it's it's oh. I know this is far fetched <laughs> but uh so I was asked to uh, to leave a bar because of something I did. Now, Whoa. Uh, yeah, when was this? This was Saturday. So I go to I go to dinner with my wife and uh, and uh, another couple, uh, her friends in the area, a uh, great couple we're friends with, and uh, we have dinner, good time. And I live in a really active area, like right outside the city. Tons of shit going on, man. So we decided to go to a bar. We uh, went to one cool bar, and then we found out that there is a a speakeasy across the street. Have you ever been to a speakeasy? No. Okay. So like what they are is some of them are cool. Some of them are not so cool, but basically the theme is like in the prohibition area in like the 1920s that alcohol was illegal. And there was uh, 
speakeasies were like hidden bars where you have to like knock on the door and give like a, a password and you were allowed yeah. to go into the basement and you drank there. So they were like hidden bars away from the cops because you couldn't drink because alcohol was illegal. I, I have heard of this now that you, I do remember learning about this in school. Yeah. So, uh, watch them call it. Um, so we went to a speakeasy and, uh, that's in my area. We're like, Oh yeah, we'll go. So we go there and we go, we walk downstairs and, uh, the guy that lets us in, he's kind of a flamboyant dude. And, uh, is it, is it like the wizard of Oz, like the little like door where you got to like, they open it. Like actually it's you pretty, just see their eyes. it's cool idea. It's, it's a hardware store. So it's like when you walk in, you think you're walking into like a tool store, like legit, like hammers and nails in the wall. Like, yeah. Like, and it's a front. And then you go down past a wall downstairs and then you're in the bar. It's a cool concept. Whoa. So I go down there and we're thinking it's going to be like this like really cool hip scene and it wasn't. We go downstairs and it's kind of like it's just a big regular bar and everyone's kind of really quiet. There's like shitty music playing and uh, you're not allowed to stand up at the bar for some reason. You have to sit at your table the whole time. It's really weird. So we get a table and we're sitting there and now we've we've been having fun the whole night. My, my uh, Lauren and, and my wife and uh, the couple we're with, you know, we're drinking but we're like, man, this bar is pretty boring. And uh, for some strange reason, we just decide, hey, let's start playing Truth or Dare. It wasn't my idea. It was Lauren's wife's friend. Yeah. And it got is this us. Like a, is this like a swingers thing? No, it's or not. It sounds Between like Between this, this and the bang bangs, I feel like you're living <laughs> this entire, like, when you're married, you just like, it's like everything just changes when you're married. No. Uh, <laughs> so we're just all kind of having fun. And she goes, I, I dare you to touch someone's button here. And I go. Ah, fuck. And I've already, I'm already way drunk at this point. I've had a couple drinks. Hey, aren't, aren't you Pat Buck from Conversation with the Big Guy? Why'd you? <laughs> so just I drank my ass. I already had, I think, two glasses of wine. I had a couple beers. And now I'm drinking some fancy, old fashioned, muddled drink from the speakeasy. So I go, you know what? The flamboyant guy walks by me. So I go, here's my plan. I'm going to go, kind of like when you say, like, I don't know, and your hands go up. I'm going to go, hey, excuse me, can you send the waitress over? That way I kind of touch his butt without touching his butt because I want to I want to get the dare oh, down. Oh, that's it's pretty that slick. That guy's not get, that's but he's clearly not going to think that's an accident. But I'm sitting there with my wife and we talk to the guy too. Like it's totally, you know, fine. Okay. So <clears throat> So I go, "Hey, excuse me, sir." And I do that and he I think I did a little bit too hard. I don't know my strength. And he turned around and he went, he fucking, he turned bright red and he cuts a promo on me. And he's like, he's like, oh no, did you just slap me on the ass? He's like, how, how, how dare you? He's like, you're, you're a bigger guy. If someone that's you, you'd knock them out. You know, I'm just a server here, blah, blah, blah. I think he overheard the girl saying, I dare you to do that. Oh, so I'm just staring at this guy like. Okay, you can calm down. I'm like, look, relax, man. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just trying to get the waitress. Like, I'm trying Wait, to get. Do other people like hear this promo being cut? Not really, because it's so loud, kind of loud. Okay. But our table certainly does. I would have just ran out to avoid hearing that. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't really feel that bad right now. But then he's like, you know, he's like, whatever, man. It's just not cool, and he storms off. And I'm like, ah, fuck. And I'm like, give me the Wait, check. Did you? You got kicked out of the bar for slapping a man's ass. 
I think it almost got to that point. I saw him walk away and go to the bartender. I'm like, they're probably going to try to throw me out or ask me to leave. So I just, I paid yeah. my bill and we left and I went home. Okay. Wait, <laughs> so you didn't get kicked out. I feel better about this. I didn't you get left kicked on out. your own accord. Okay. I didn't, I didn't get kicked out, but I, but I did, uh, I touched a man's butt and I got in trouble for it. I got yelled at. So he got a promo, Matt, and you really can't say anything about that because you did, you were, you did slap a man's ass. I did. I did not slap a man's ass. It was right above his belt. And I went, excuse me, sir. Can he get the waitress? And he heard the, the girl and dude, this guy was fired up. I was, I was kind of impressed. I was like, this guy, he's like, I can't do anything to you. He's like, you would probably kill me. But I was like, holy shit. This guy is it. Clearly he has. He issues. had this promo ready. This was the promo was written already. Before, and I think he, uh, he, I think he's you know a very repressed human being. So I will yeah. not be going back to that speakeasies. Basically, that was my that was my Saturday night. So, man, that is, <laughs> I, I, I I just if I were you, I would have just said, sir, you're not my type, and just <laughs> and then left just to get the final, just to get the final, you know, one one up one upmanship on him, but um. Well, I'm glad you weren't officially kicked out. My week wasn't quite as exciting. I've been I've been busy with everything going on with uh, the Feed Me More Nutrition, and we're getting ready. Did I tell you we're going to actually, um, because everything's gone so well, uh, we're releasing the fat burner like probably about four months ahead of schedule. And uh, shell shock, fully loaded, extreme fat burner. And uh, it's in production here, getting ready to go into production. Um, it's in the final stages, so... It's, uh, I'm excited about that, but maybe explain. I mean, I think since we talk about this stuff, kind of give a, a lame layman's terms on what a fat burner really is. Cause I think a lot of people have never touched that stuff to be honest with you. Uh, just know, like as far as, and I don't want to get into like a huge promotional thing or anything, but sure. like with a lot of like, uh, ephedra was, was really popular back in the day. And like it, stack it's or still, two. Yeah. Yeah. With some of those things. And, um, a lot of people, uh, don't understand this fedra is not good for you though and it makes you feel bad and like for men like it dude, men it shrinks your dick like if you're like a man and take a fedra like it, it just makes no like there's just so many and it makes your heart rate pound out of yeah. your chest and it makes like, you very jittery I, yeah it, it's just a very unnatural feeling but they have a, another form of a fedra out now um it's not nearly as potent as it used to be okay and and i knew because i took it when i was younger not knowing it was bad for me and uh it's just not, it's not worth it. But uh, I, over the years, to stay as lean as I am at, at my body weight, anywhere from 275 to 290, give or take the month, that like it takes proper nutrition, but also supplementation. And, and I've discovered things. So like a lot of these companies, they'll put a proprietary blend. Proprietary blends aren't bad, um, but they're, they're used to protect the formula. So other supplement companies don't copy you. But okay. people think that you but a lot of people think that you're like hiding information. They have all the ingredients listed. You're not hiding anything. Mm -hmm. What you're hiding is the total milligrams used. Okay. So that, so that the other co companies don't copy you verbatim for what you're doing. And, uh, so a lot of these companies, though, their proprietary blends, though, are very low. And, like, they'll have a few cool things in there, but it's not at the dosage that, that it needs to be to, to actually work efficiently. And uh, so what I've done is i found a lot of different natural things that work, along with things like green tea extract, green coffee bean extract, cool cayenne pepper, which doesn't burn your stomach. It actually has an ingredient in it that, that cools it so that you don't get the burning effect, but you get the hmm. fat-burning properties. 
apple cider vinegar powder, amazing okay. at burning body fat. And so it's fully loaded is because we have so many supplements packed into these tablets. Um, and it just, it works from many different ways and it doesn't have any harmful stimulants or anything like that. It has minimal caffeine and, uh, but it does have a little and, it, but it, but it, I've been using this throughout my career, these different ingredients, and we're, we're putting it into one formula now, and it's going to be called Shell Shock Fully Loaded Extreme Fat Burner. <clears throat> and, and I couldn't be more excited. It is the growth of Feed Me More Nutrition has been just off the charts to kick off, and I can't thank the people enough for, um, for trying it out and giving it a fair shake. So um, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. All right, cool. So uh, to go from here... Yeah, we we did have a kind of a topic for the show, although we did have other things with. Uh, I, I I tried something different this week. We may want to touch on, but because uh, I had words I, with, with someone online, um, well, I was going to tell you too. I didn't even get into it. Uh, I got a meeting on Monday. Okay. With, uh, with this, uh, I'm going. So I'm switching over to a social media team now. Uh, with, to to get rid of doing my social media. Sure. I'm just. I, I'm I don't tired want to of do it. it. Yeah, I, my time. I need to do. I need my time to do other things. And uh, I got a meeting with Britney. They work with Britney Spears of all people, and uh, a couple other. I can't remember who else, but um, I think it's going to be pretty cool. And mostly to utilize Facebook for advertising, so I don't have to use my social media like Twitter and Instagram as much. And Britney Spears uh, is in Vegas, isn't she? Like permanently? She is. Uh. Yeah. But uh, Dolph Ziggler's a huge fan of Britney. <laughs> I think uh, I'm a big fan too. I got a couple songs. By a couple, I mean probably 20 on my phone. I think I got four, I got four songs of hers on my phone also. I always feel <laughs> weird. By the way, this is, I know what I wanted to talk about before we got into all the, the Batista's the theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is uh, when fans, the Randy Orton incident in the gym. Remember, like I heard something on that where like a fan approached him in the gym. Yeah. And I guess he, <laughs> he like cut a promo on them. And I apologize for my coughing guys. My voice, it's from the weekend shows. It just, I, when I'm working four or five nights a week, my voice will kind of level out. Um, when I do one or two a week or every other week, it just, it, it's a little rougher. Today's a good day, believe it or not. But, um, uh, that fan, uh, with Randy cutting the promo and it got a little bit of attention. I always like, I think for me, I've gotten people, when I'm in the gym, I, I know I've told you this, but I don't think I've like publicly said this in anything. My first hour in the gym, I always have my meditation on. Yeah. That I, that so like it's a meditate my custom meditation from Holosync by Bill Harris. That where I have my own affirmations and like I can't hear them, uh, but it's just like very soothing, relaxing music, and I do that while I do my stretching and my warm ups, and then the first half of my workout. So like anybody that comes up to me in the gym when those are on. It like interrupts that in my thought process of what I'm like trying to then I and so I've had people that come up to me when I have it on and I just go not 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 right now please not mm-hmm. right now please in, in a little bit and like I've had people get mad at me sure and like I've never said fuck off or anything like rude anybody but some people just like they don't understand and I but like I'm that's my time and I'm not going to sacrifice my time but I remember yeah. like the, the the Randy thing got a lot of attention. And like I, like, I was like, I wanted to talk to you what your thoughts were on that too. Like working out in the gym. I don't think a lot of people think about that. Like, especially for wrestlers or people that are uh, celebrities that like, they don't have that much me time to begin with. And like, when you're in the gym, you want to be able to do your thing. And like, 
Some people, I've had people when I'm in the middle, I've had 500 pounds on my back squatting for reps mm-hmm. and had people come in like, excuse me, and like, uh. not, I've been, I've been in the middle of burpees, full blown, where they come up and just stand there and they go, excuse me while I'm doing burpees. Mm-hmm. Like they expect me, like, and I just think it's something like fans need to be respect, you know, respect a, a wrestler uh, when he's in that period and and just give him his free time and it's no one's obligation to do anything for you so huh okay i do remember that story just a random random rant the other thing uh i had a thing this week where a uh and that was over social media so this this is kind of related to this story so i run a wrestling school obviously i talk about it all the time and uh I decided there's a lot of wrestling schools in my area all over the country. And I, I really do have confidence in this. I think my school, uh, my schools are two of the best and, and, yeah. you know, I devote my life to it. I'm always doing the drills with the guys. Um, if I'm not, there, I saw, I saw it on Facebook too. That's what I'm going to talk about. So I'm starting yeah. to kind of live feed, uh, because a lot of other schools were doing that. And I, and I look at that and I'm like, man, this is, uh, this is garbage. One thing that comes to mind, I'm not afraid to say it, is that uh, Johnny Rods, who uh, is a Hall of Famer, and he runs probably the most successful school in New York, because when you type in New York Wrestling School on Google, he comes up. and he's Trained Bill Ahmad, I believe, right? Trained a lot of guys. Taz, Bubba yeah. Ray, a lot, a lot yep. of... But the 80s and you know early 90s are a bit different from the way the school's operated now. And uh, yeah. I noticed they put out live things of their training thing, and it was fucking embarrassing. And it was like, and how so? How so? Um, it was two guys just rolling around the ring and working the wrong side of the body. Uh, it, it was the equivalent of two backyard guys. I swear to God, like it was okay, like okay, like it was like five dollar wrestling. It was fucking you know ridiculous. Yeah. So what I want to do is just put out a couple drills that I do with my students, different submission things, different. Uh, you know, I put out a drill that uh, I do it for conditioning. It's called five five five. A lot of basic stuff for footwork, and um, that was all things we got from OVW and Rip Rogers and like kind of guys that like Rip. And, and for people that don't know, Rip Rogers trained some of the, the some of the all time WWE greats. That as far as going up there and having success, you know, from a creative standpoint, and it's uh, but he, his fundamentals are second to none. Rip was very good at that. He taught you functional wrestling training, which is what I try to do. Where like you're doing drills over and over and over again, but they, it is actually stuff you'll do in the ring. So one of the drills you'll was, teach guys how to be like how to keep. You'll teach guys how to work, and and actually, even if you're not used creatively, still be able to make a good living. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll do my best to just teach the whatever I've learned or whatever I know, and you know I've learned from mistakes and. Um, but I'm, I'm big on conditioning too. And, uh, f- fuck one, one guy signed up this week and we did a basic drill and he was puking his guts out in the bathroom, man. It was bad. And then he came back and I did a basic drill with him and then he went to the bathroom again and puked his brains out. But, but I'm okay with That's that. That's cool though. I like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. I said, I was like, don't worry, man. It, it, I was yelling to him from the ring while he's in the bathroom. Like you're just working hard, you know, keep it up clean it out and come back out here. And he did. If that guy, if that guy keeps up with it, it will go away. And that's cool. Yeah. Like, hopefully he doesn't stop coming. I like that. So I put out a drill. It just basically has, it's a commercial for my school. People, if you want to see it, it's facebook.com backslash wrestle pro. You can kind of see through all the different stuff we do. 
And um, yeah. I notice I get most of them are positive comments like, oh, we've never seen stuff like this. This is cool, neat, whatever. Manny the Bull Fernandez. Do you know who that is? He was an NWA I, wrestler. Eddie Craven always was trained by him, I believe. Really? He was one of, yeah. Uh, Eddie, which was one of my favorite. I don't do it that much up there. Sophie's dripping water on my feet right now. <laughs> uh, it was a um, hammerlock. And he, Eddie gave me this in OVW where you push the guy out and pull him back into you to do whatever you want to do to him. And he said that, like, I always remember Manny Fernandez from that. I don't know if he taught Eddie that. Okay. But Eddie, Eddie always said he was trained by Manny Fernandez. So I always assumed that he got that from him. <laughs> That's interesting. So I noticed he leaves a not-so-nice comment on my, uh, on my Russell Pro Facebook. And I'm like, what the fuck? Was it, was it really him? It's really him. Okay. And uh, and what's re- even weirder is I wrestled Manny Fernandez in like 2011 <laughs> in, in Florida, yeah. where I remember I was on a show, and this is this is Manny Fernandez, the raging bull that had the cool mustache. He was kind of a badass in the NWA, and he's older now, and I get that. But uh, so I'm in the locker room, and they're like, "Hey, will you work with Manny?" I go, "Yeah, of course." And Manny won't talk to me about the match. I'm like, I don't give a shit. It's one of those old timer things, like called in the ring, whatever, like. I shook his hand. He's like, oh, yeah, we're working together. Okay, see ya. I'm like, all right, I don't give a fuck. We didn't even talk about the finish. Like, nothing. So yeah, I'm like, whatever, I'm used to this bullshit. We go out, because I've wrestled a lot of old timers. Go out there. We wrestle. That's the most fun, actually, for a performer not to know, by the way. Because then there's nothing you can mess up. And it's just, yeah. you know. And uh, I think it's shitty wrestling is the best. If it is, like, And it wasn't very good. It was... This was the match. I remember this because it you goes. Can't have, you can't have any cool like high spots or anything. That's the best part. Like it's just gonna be like a bunch of basic shit. It was. He locks up. He brought me to the ropes. He gave me a cheap shot. He shot me off and gave me an elbow. And then he backed up. And then we locked up again. And then I ducked his shot. I shot him off and gave him two elbows. That's how the match started. It was very, it was very, right. very basic. So. Um, but he writes. I'm okay my, with that. I'm okay with Tell that too. Story. So he writes, and after the match, he was he couldn't have been. Not, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I should have talked to you, and you know that was great. Thank you so much. You're fun to work with. I need to book you for my place. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. At the time, I didn't give a shit about anything. I just wanted a fucking NXT job. So Manny writes on my wall or the thing. He goes, the first thing you teach all capital letters like a crazy person is teaching is hit, <laughs> is hitting the ropes. L-M-F-T-A-O, which I don't know what that means. I know laughing, laughing my F, I know fucking my, laughing my fucking ass off, but I don't know what the T means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's called wrestling. And to impress the guy that could get you to Orlando, he likes it when you don't use the ropes, LOL, but you're a wrestle pro. So you got it down. Question. No, no punctuation, by the way. I had, I, a question I have: Do you pay your talent fifty thousand grand a year just to train? Well, then you the shit, L L M M F T A O. And I'm like, why is he being? I have a feeling he might have been really, really, really intoxicated when he wrote that. So I wrote back, "Hey, it's a cardio conditioning drill, Manny. Relax." And he writes, "Relax, fuck, relax. You political correct, and he spells correct C R R E C T E." pussies of course <laughs> and, yeah. I wrote, and i wrote back well said he writes back relax i'm just ribbing lmftao oh that's right you don't compute so i'm like holy shit this is never ending like this isn't gonna end um he wrote trash bag wrestler you whiny bitches 
and he just keeps writing another comment and the hips hits just keep coming. And then I put the picture from Anchorman, you know, Brick Tamlin, the yeah, uh, where he says loud noises. I just put that in there. And then I was like, yo, Manny, chill. I'm like, we've wrestled each other before. I'm like, I'm training guys the right way. Like, uh, I don't understand what your deal is. And then he writes back. You're one of the, yeah. He's like, I'm just having fun with you. Just relax. Have thick skin in this business. I know who you are. I share my, he's friends with Danny, Dan Moff. And uh, he's like, I'm sorry if you were offended. Uh, kick, good luck and kick ass. I'm like, what the fuck? How crazy are people in wrestling that they're just trolling? Unless, unless, unless Moff saw what he was writing and then wrote to him to like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> probably. Like, that probably happens. <laughs> like legitimately. Like, and then he got like, oh shit, I'm being an idiot. And that, that, that probably is what happened. You probably just solved the fucking mystery right there. But, uh, I'm very in tune with the world and the universe. <laughs> We were going to do a new segment. I feel I feel like we make up segments week after week. But just touching on things this week in wrestling, uh, it was kind of a poor timing. We're going to miss out on some pay-per-views, but the Royal Rumble just happened. It's one of, I feel like it's one of, if not the most important event of the year in terms of setting the stage. Uh, did you see the Rumble? And what are your uh, what are your thoughts on the old Rumble? I saw parts of it and... Uh on my WWE Network subscription that they don't want to cancel again. Still going. I, still going. Uh, WWE is actually here in Las Vegas February, in the middle of February, sometime, maybe February 13th, I think, or right around that. And, um, you know, maybe me and Mark Carano will go get a bite to eat. <laughs> last time last time they were here, no joke, when they, they were at the new T-Mobile Arena, Mark Carano, this was after I already walked out on them, okay. just so everybody knows. Mark Carano fucking texts me asking me about the weather in Las Vegas, which if you're <laughs> real icebreaker. Yeah. Like, man, is it always like this hot in Vegas? And it was like, or it was something like it. It was like not even hot. It was, it was like really like nice for the day. And I just go, no, this is like really nice. And, and that was it. That was all. <laughs> and like, there was no communication after that. And I was like, why the fuck would you, after I, I walk out of WWE and that, and like, it is funny and I don't hate Mark and he has a shitty job, but he's a real douchebag and he knows it. So, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, my network will not be, I, I turn it on. I don't watch hardly at all anymore. And I put it on to like, because I get upset when I watch and I'm sure Vince, God damn it. Leave, leave his network subscription <laughs> on. He'll miss it. He'll come crawling back. On his knees. Uh, and uh, I, I'm going to watch. I have a lot of friends there, and, uh, and I enjoy it. I'm not, like, I don't hate anything. And, uh, and I enjoyed the parts that I saw, and it was, uh, you know, Randy. Randy was the winner, and uh, which I'll, I'll, that we talked about. And a lot of people will complain, and but, like, the WWE with Cena and Randy, you know, how many ever years ago, Yeah, you know, and, and that just all goes back to my thing with WWE wanting to keep the name, the marquee guys, like they, they don't want to make any new stars kind of. And I really believe that to an extent, <clears throat> but like, I'm happy for Randy. Randy was always good with me as far as uh, our communication and whatnot. But that interview I told you about, and I won't name the, the place that did the interview, but they did an interview with Randy Orton. And a fan tweeted me and said, "What was uh, what's this place? What's this interviewer's deal with you?" And so I click on the on the article, 
And it has nothing to do with me at all. It's about Randy. Randy's kind of been like, I don't want to say lost in the shuffle, but he hasn't been used like he has in the past. And it happens to everybody there. There's just so many guys. And, uh, and he's being highlighted again. And I say that and he's, he was the highlight with Daniel Bryan and, and Batista. He's always had a good role, but he's also yeah, he's been always, incredibly yeah. talented at the same time. Yeah. And, and, but sometimes his role is a little less than others as far as at the level that he's been at. Sure. And, uh, but the interview, they were saying Randy was talking about like sitting around in the locker room and, and, and telling the other guys you're the best or something, something about just essentially not believing your own hype. And it had nothing to do with me whatsoever. And the, and the interviewer made a mention of, he goes, like Ryback. And it had something like to imply that like that was my story. And I, I think it was along the lines of, uh, you know, believing your own hype. And if you're here, you won't last very long. And like you'll get pretty much get fired. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it had nothing to do with my situation whatsoever at all. But if you read that, you would have been like, that would have given you a negative perception of me. And I was just like, man, that's really poor journalism. So rather than getting angry, I reached out to to the company mm-hmm. uh, that published the article and just like, if you guys don't mind, would you please remove this? It's not true. There's no facts behind it, and yeah, I've never I've never met the guy that wrote it, and Randy wasn't saying that, and uh, and they apologized and they took it out instantly. But it was just like Jesus, like I'm not even there now, and they're like wrestling journalists leaving shitty articles about me that have nothing to do with. I'm just like, come on guys. And most like, of them, they're all up to, you know, that's the one thing I don't mind a wrestling journalist if they're reporting the facts, but like, and I don't mind yeah. Meltzer's stuff, but Meltzer will put his own stuff and then give his opinion on it, which I, yeah. is like a mixed bag of, of, of things. You know, it's one thing to report, Hey, this is what I've heard, or this is what is going on. Or it's another thing to go, well, this is what I think. You know, completely. I think, so. it, yeah, it's what happens with this is this is like there a lot of these guys is their sole source of income where they don't really have anything else going on, so they need to try to find ways to be creative and essentially lie to yeah. get people's attention, and that's what happens with the wrestling dirt sheets for the most part with a lot of these places because they're not motivated to make a living in anything else. So, and the fans don't realize that a lot of the major you know, publications, the publications, a lot of the major quote dirt sheets. I don't know if that's wrestling websites. A lot of them are bought and sold by companies. And I don't think fans really pick up on that. And it's a shame because we're such smart fans, but really start kind of putting two and two together. What you see, how is it that are there so many leaks in a certain locker room that things get out online or is that certain things are leaked and they're they're leaked because of, you know, financial relationships like this is something i've kind of been made aware of people don't like to talk about but certain people are on payrolls and that's just kind of i think yeah the way it's always been and it's smart you know wwe leaks information accordingly when they want it out there and sure stuff. that's like not that's not a hidden thing so uh you know samoa joe debuted this week finally on raw and uh but at the same time rollins seems to be out with a knee injury unless it's all a kind of a fabricated work which i saw is, that and i don't yeah i don't know i'm not gonna um it hunter's involved in that that could be i don't i don't know it could be a storyline it couldn't be it doesn't really i i hope for seth um and i've talked about he's one of my favorite opponents to to wrestle uh i hope he's all right because we've seen this before like i remember like loki uh he started having repeated knee injuries and like ray mysterio's had 
you know, yeah. repeated knee injury. Like once that kind of starts happening, <clears throat> it's it's tough to not to say it can be overcome. It can be completely dealt with. And like, and Seth is very resilient. And like, but like that's what like the Daniel Bryan thing. I always say like appreciate the guys while they're around because you never know when their last week is going to be. Sure, and like it, it really is a real thing. And like we get accustomed to seeing guys week in and week out. And um, hopefully it's just all a storyline. And uh, Seth is all right, and he comes back at WrestleMania and um, comes back and uh, and does well. So, but yeah, that it's scary if that's not, and and like and it's another surgery and, and whatnot. That's it's rough mentally, just mentally to get over that that quick. Sure. After having like that's not a an easy thing. I've had one knee injury, and I've been fortunate over the years with my knees. Um, but I had, I actually, I believe it's the PCL and it kind of controls your side to side, side movement. I know Jericho has, has torn his and like, you don't need it. Essentially PCL, you said, right? PCL. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, when I came back from my staph infection, my, my right knee, that it was all blown up when I had the IC title and, uh, it was like, they were getting ready to like, I felt like we were going to take the title off me. Like if I wasn't able to come back that week. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was just doing my best with visualization and meditation. And I woke up one day and my knee had gone down considerably, but I still had swelling in it. And uh, I came back and I hadn't wrestled in whatever it was, like a month. And I came back and we just put me back in and everything was fine. But I was wrestling big show on the live events. Okay. And uh, that is very stressful because he's a very big guy and he's a giant. And like and picking him up for the the finishing move and and just doing anything it, it was always stressful just mm-hmm. because and like just being beat up at times and it's one thing on TV to do it in adrenaline but like night after night it's just it's not like picking him up for like an AA in in the shell shock position it's a, it's like a good morning uh, more than anything and it, and that's a heavy good morning mm-hmm. um, but I I we did a thing where every we were working and I would go for the splash in which he would catch me in the, in the choke slam from the ground. And I would like land on my knees. And one, one night I landed really weird. Um, I don't, I don't know why it happened, but my knee, like, and it was, I really, it was just the swelling in the right knee was still there. And I tore my PCL on the spot and big show always used me to like, hold on to me. And I would help him get up from the ground. Mm Hmm. Well, he holds on to me and I grab his hand and we go to like, I'm like on my, like, I have like a wide stance and I try to pull him up and okay. my knee, my knee is just wobbling. Ugh. Like, like, and like we, he almost falls over, but we get up, we continue everything. My knee feels like really loose and I'm like, damn it. Anyways, I go to the back and, uh, it was a PCL tear. We just taped it up for a month. I think four or five weeks of taping it up really heavily and mm-hmm. I just tried like anytime I would throw like a kick in the corner or a boot like my knee I'd feel it like shifting in and out and I just quit doing that but like eventually it like scarred over and I'm totally fine now so you never and, had surgery uh, on it no no oh wow and I don't but you don't need to like PCLs aren't they're not it I've heard I that before know, yeah I, but like if I do like um planks on my side like for my right side on my planks for like core stuff my nerve and my leg gets agitated because I feel like my knee pushes out on the side because nothing's holding it in. So, like, on that sort of stuff, I can't do. But um, knee injuries are no joke. So, Seth, I, I really hope he's all right because 
Um, I, I would just hate to see him go down. But it is cool. Samoa Joe uh, is up there. And, uh, you know, I wish him the best. So we're going to move on to the topic of the show. We, we, you, we talked about this earlier. I think it, it could make for an interesting conversation, which is what this show is all about. And uh, we're going to talk about finishers in wrestling, or more particular, what, what way did you have it? Uh, something about finishers? Are finishers dead in wrestling? Because I feel like after watching and being up there, um, a lot of guys don't protect their finishers anymore on the independents and in wrestling. In WWE. Yeah, I mean, isn't that, is that by choice? Like, here's the thing, though, because you mentioned this. I didn't even notice this before, but you said that you were kind of, you know, you protected yours that only what yeah. one person kicked out of it. But, and now, was that your choice or was that, you know, how, you know, basically, like, why is that happening? Is it because of talents don't no, do that a, or? Yeah. So my so only one guy's kicked out of my finisher, and that was Big Show on Raw. I believe it was Nashville. So and, no one, uh, no one else ever has, really. No ever. one ever has, yeah. I and, didn't know. That. Uh, wow. And I believe you shouldn't let anybody, and you should save it for very, very special moments. Okay. And uh, it was directed to me that Vince. It was during my heel run, and I was wrestling Big Show, <laughs> and he Vince. This was during my punishment period where I was really getting punished. And uh, Vince, always, Vince always laughed at when I, I don't punish people. He, well, you sure as fuck have a really weird way of not showing that. <laughs> and uh, it was directed to me that Big Show needed to kick out of my finish. And I go, well, nobody's kicked out of my finish. I wouldn't, I don't want that to happen. And they go, well, it was from Vince. And I go, whatever. And I was just so fed up. And uh, it was Big Show, and I like Big Show. So mm-hmm. and he was being built up to put over Randy when Randy had both the championships. And uh, that was the only time. But, like, you watch today, a lot of guys will just use their finishing move for a kickout spot and, uh, and whore their finishing move out rather than just be creative and think of a different move to do or something. And I don't – part of me thinks it's part laziness and – I don't know. I think it's because if you look at guys like, and I remember Miz, me and Miz used to get into arguments over this because Miz, and I love Miz. And he would just throw, he's like, let me, he, I remember I was working him one. He goes, kick out of my finish. And I go, why? I go, just hit me with something else. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going nobody's to know the difference. And I said, and I go, just protect your finisher. He goes, Austin Rock did it all the time back then, but they didn't do it right away. They did it at their big WrestleMania matches when they needed some go-tos in there. And, like, everybody now is treating every pay-per-view like WrestleMania as far as (laughs) kicking out. And, like, now, like, you're not working the psychology of a pay-per-view match up to WrestleMania. Like, not that every WrestleMania match is going to get to do that. But, like, eventually, Cena's going to have to drop a guy from, you know, a helicopter to get (laughs) with his attitude adjustment to get the win. Like, he's just, like, you're just, I I just feel it's a lack of creativity. and, And I think... I think that that's the one thing in wrestling, your finishing move. And then you save it. Like Undertaker, how many years did guys not kick out of the tombstone? Yeah. Like, it, like I think guys are just, I think that it's an easy way. Guys are so concerned with getting a pop and getting a reaction rather than just wrestling, mm-hmm. and waiting and getting it on one spot at the very end, like the actual finish. That's all you need to get. And like guys are too caught up in, on, on having attention throughout the match. 
or women. No, I wonder if there's something to that. I, I, I think that way a lot too, where could it be that, you know, maybe um, once you get to a certain point and your finisher is established, you know, start introducing another one that maybe, you know, you can, dare I say, you know, bastardize once in a while or, or more so than, you know, keep one, be that, have that be that special one, but start, if you have the opportunity to be, you know, pushed or be put in a, in a spot where you're victorious night after night, that you could beat a talent with a different move and condition the people to, you know, believe in that and have the, the backup one. I think a lot of it too, um, I've always been a big fan of, and they brought it back a little bit, but I think a big problem is that there's just not enough enhancement talent in terms of establishing just a clear, oh, my finisher works, do it once, and it's, oh, and it's, that's it. Uh, and you see people kind of, you know, trade that, not just on pay per views, but you see it on Raw too and SmackDown that people yeah. kick out of each other's stuff. And, um, and I, and part of me too is like, I am open to the idea of wrestling evolving and like, I told you when I worked Moose and I talked to him for a little bit and like he was talking about and, and and I call it no selling and he he called it fighting spirit and essentially in the reference that he used was Rambo getting shot in the shoulder mm-hmm. and like but firing up and I totally get that my thing is well what happens when you get a headshot you get shot in the head with a like you got guys no selling headshots left and right. Okay. I'm not talking about body. Like you take a body part move. That's one thing. And like, and I'm open to like an old school wrestling is one way and new school wrestling is another way. And I think you respect both, <clears throat> but, and, and I get body part selling body part selling and in WWE producers have always advocated not shutting down when you get kicked in the leg and like of it, keeping that fighting spirit. Mm-hmm. But like, if you take a headshot, you shouldn't pop right back up to your feet. You okay. shouldn't. And that's my thing, because if you take a legit headshot in real life, you don't pop back up to your feet. Or not just a time. headshot, something invo- like, I don't know, um, some sort of major, not I'm even moving, major, I, but like, did you have yeah. a particular cutoff spot that you, I mean, I feel like all good baby faces have it, that you relied on, that kind of worked for you, that involved that, or was it something different? Everyone has their go-to kind of, Things, oh, right? the, the old shoulder post in the corner where I fell out of the ring was a good joke, too. <laughs> but I would always flop around, and then hang it, I would I would do double or triple it up, usually. And mine's the old skin the cat, and then when I turn around, I just get clotheslined over the top rope. That was always my yeah, yeah. That's my go-to. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, But but I see what you mean. I, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. I actually had a and list. Good. What were you saying? No, I just think that people need to be conscious of that and, like, and we've talked about that before with independent guys and WWE guys. And I just think finishers need to be protected a little more. And I know Vince at one point sent out a memo of no more kicking out of each other's finishers. Okay. After This was after WrestleMania last year, maybe. And uh, it lasted for maybe two pay-per-views. And then guys okay. started it all over again. And I don't know how it got like... It's just like, I don't know if he forgets or, or what, but it's... um. I think it's an easy way out. I just think guys, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think if you save it for the big ones, and I know we have a lot of product, you know, there's a lot of product out there and whatnot, and it's hard, to, but like, just be creative. You don't always have to throw your finisher away. Mm-hmm. I think that, that save it for the really big ones. And I think for some guys, they look at it, well, this is my biggest match right now. 
and they're not looking ahead at all either and whatnot. Like, well, what are you going to do at WrestleMania then when you're booked on that possibly and whatnot? So it's just something to think about. And uh, something I stumbled upon, which I'm having a a really fun time kind of clicking on different things. Wait, you know what just came to me that I know we've never talked about? What? And it just came to me. Did I ever tell you about me and Big Show almost getting in a fight? No. At a live event on, uh, it was me the, when I had the IC title, me, Miz, and Big Show. And I love Big Show for everyone out there. Mm-hmm. And he is a fucking giant. And I will say, like, any fight with the Big Show is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough fight. He's just such a large human being. Um, but me, Miz, and him did a triple threat match when I had the IC title. And uh, I, I like, and I don't like exposing things like and whatnot, but fuck it. Who cares? And uh, show, he, he, we didn't talk about a lot going into this match. Me, Miz, and Big, me and Miz were trying to, to think of some stuff. Big Show was on his bus. And uh, he came in and he was like, well, what do you guys want to do? And it was like, we didn't have that much time. And it's a live event, so he doesn't want to bump a lot. And, and rightfully so, he's a giant. And he's, uh, he's beat up like anybody who's spent any considerable time wrestling. And uh, he hates Miz, so he doesn't want to sell any of Miz's shit. (laughs) He likes me, though, so me and him are good. Okay. But we don't put hardly anything together. We have, like, I think we have the finish. And it is, it's not not like you could just scoop Big Show up for a a power slam when you want. And, like, you got to, like... He doesn't, you got to know the bumps that you're going to do to him beforehand because he's the big show. Mm -hmm. And if he wants to take a bump, he'll let you know the bump. And it's probably going to be a pay-per-view if he's going to do the bump. Yeah. At least the big one or a TV and from Vince. And uh, we go out there and everything was fine, but I was mad because I had the title and I wanted to go out there and kill it. And like on live events, I took a lot of pride in those having freedom to go out there. And I had a lot of success on live events and. I didn't think the match was as good as it should have been and uh, because I knew the effort that was not put into it. And uh, so the next afterwards, Big Show promised me that we would all get together and kind of get a chicken, you know, a chicken bone format, you know, get a little bit of a, of a format going into the match. And uh, so the next night, me and Miz in gear, we're about 15 minutes before bell time. We're opening match on the live event. No big show. Nobody's seen him all day. Okay. And uh, the producers, uh, they, they come to me. They go, have you seen Big Show? I go, no. Why would I? Why, well, you're working him. I go, I, I don't pay his bills. I don't tell him when to be here. And uh, it was a Sunday show, so I think he thought it was like a – usually Sunday shows were like 5.30 or 5 o'clock. And, and like on regular weeknights, on like Friday, Saturday, they were like 7.30 shows. Okay. But Big Show's bus is in the parking lot. So I go with Miz. I go, let's just assume we're having a singles match. We'll be we'll go out there. We'll just, this is blah, blah, blah. And uh, we were good. <laughs> Big Show comes walking. They finally, they go knock on his bus. We thought maybe something bad had happened. And uh, so I wasn't angry up b- before this point. I was more concerned, like, what's going on with Big Show? And then uh, the producers came in, and they go, uh... Big Show's fine. He was sleeping. And I go, fuck. And uh, you know when I get mad, I get mad. Yeah. And uh, 
So Big Show came walking in with his gears, uh, with his gear, with about like probably five minutes before the match. And he goes, all right, guys, what are we doing? And uh, I was hot, and he knew I was hot. And uh, he goes, oh, you fucking hot? And he got an attitude with me. And uh, so I got an attitude back with him, and which insinuated in an argument. Okay. And then Joey Mercury, of everybody else just standing there, and Joey Mercury came running in and uh, ran to Big Show, of all people. And I'm just thinking, when don't you come to me to try to stop? <laughs> because I feel like... It likes, I feel like you might have more success maybe trying to stop me than Big Show. Um, but uh, I already knew with Big Show, too, I know when he gets fired up, his fist will ball up, and he like gets ready to punch you. Really? Um, and, I, and I saw his fist was fucking, it, it was all fucking coiled up, ready to go. Oh, and boy. Uh, I was just watching it like a hawk. And, uh, but we almost came to blows over a live event, and uh, we laughed afterwards, and we went out there, and everything was fine. And uh, he knows. I just, I, and it wasn't, and I, it wasn't because I don't like him. I just, I have very high goals with everything, and I wanted. And me and him could do. We've had great matches on live events. Me and him, and we did a- afterwards. We always talked and uh, and everything. But um, it was always one of those. It's one of those moments you look back on, and I'm actually like really happy it happened because it made us closer afterwards. That cool. like. Yeah, but uh, he's a good guy, man. He really is. He just, I understand his frustrations too on a lot of things. So, and but I give him credit. He uh, in the Rumble, it was nice to see him cleanly, like, just get eliminated and help someone out. You know, there was no ego there. It was just nice he's to never, see that. He's never had an ego. He has uh, always done what is asked of him, and uh, I respect that a lot. And. Uh, it's like Kane. Kane's the same way. Kane will always do what is asked of him. And um, a lot of people will think, well, that's the right attitude. Um, and it's not a wrong attitude by any means. And I always did what was asked of me. I just have goals outside of wrestling that are a lot bigger for me that I that, that are more important to me. So, um, But I always he's, – he's such a good, good guy. And uh, I, I just thought that was a funny story. We were talking about finishers and uh... – Stumbled upon this, which we had a couple laughs with. I think they're worth going over. What do you think? I don't know if we start with the best or the worst. What are the best finishers ever in wrestling? Or do we start with what are the worst Ooh. finishers ever in wrestling? Because uh, the the best ones are easy. We can we can easily rattle off things. I found some doozies of uh, some of these finishing moves. I keep clicking on them. They're so entertaining. You want to know what bothers me? Why the curb stomp was banned? With Seth Rollins, what it's was an the deal easy with that? thing to. T- I, I, I'm assuming that Vince thought it was too dangerous to the head or neck area. It's an easy move to every take. other move, but every move in wrestling is to try to harm your opponent. Every move, the psychology is to knock out your opponent. You could say the knockout punch is a punch to the face. Like, <clears throat> I don't get how the curb stomp. Every move, the RKO is a move driving your face to the mat. But did, like, he, did he believe like it was very dangerous to get curb stomped? Was that what I don't, it was? I don't know. That's what I assume. Like, oh, that has to be dangerous. Like, your face is going to get hurt from. I don't know. I. I that's I mean, the pussy. That's the pussy society we live in today. If they adhere to it because of that, like, fuck, that's horrible. Like, I feel bad for Seth on that because that was like I, that was a great finishing move. It was a great move. How do you feel about something like the Styles Clash? With you know, there's been. 
It uh, makes me nervous every time I see it, to be honest. Same thing with me. I, I, I know, don't just, know why. I just, but Yoshitatsu, I know, had the broken neck, right? Yoshitatsu, there's another guy. Um, Which, Roger, I'm not going to, yeah. Roderick Strong. Um, that one was the most gruesome one. I don't even think he got hurt, but it looked like there was one with Roderick Strong, who's now in NXT, where it looked like he fucking died. It was really, yeah, it's really, um, and people are like, oh, they're just taking the move the wrong way. It's like, eh, AJ's one of, if not the best worker on the planet, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Sometimes it's like, I just hope it doesn't happen again. I hope that doesn't fucking ever happen again. Yeah. I think it's cause it's, it's a move that he does it later in the, in a match. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a strong guy and he knows how to, he knows how to do things well. <laughs> but the move, the setup, there's so much room. Like, there's a lot of room for air in there. Like, uh, when he's loading up the guy, if he doesn't have you hooked around the right positioning on the legs and your head is sitting a little lower, and, like, I could see how that could be a problem yeah. um, and whatnot, especially with bigger opponents. But uh, also, it's also up to the opponent to protect themselves. And... um well, most moves were, were kind of a lot of moves. You, you're used to tucking your head into your chin as opposed to looking backwards. To this take, one, you want it. You want to be looking. You have to look back, backwards, yeah. which is kind of like opposite. That's what happened to Tatsu. Tatsu was, for some reason, tucking his chin and instead of oh, look, looking backwards. Fucking, fucking stupid. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Tatsu. And I love it. I love him. But everybody that like I've just heard time and time. I've not heard I used to hear good things about him in developmental. And then uh, as, after WWE, everyone, it was just bad story after bad story. And I go, man, I've never heard more bad stories about another fucking wrestler than him. And I don't, and he's never been in, done anything wrong to me. He's kind of aloof I, and kind of an alien, right? That's yeah. So it doesn't shock me. And I don't, I don't wish that on anybody. That's horrible. And, uh, but he's back wrestling, I believe. Right. I believe so. He's one of the uh, Bullet Club hunters, which is kind of, eh, I don't know. What is that? I guess they fight the Bullet Club. I don't know. I, I'm not that caught up with it. I know he's one. I know Billy Gunn's another one, but he's in New Japan. Okay. So, but uh, there you are kinda li- You kind of limit yourself when you name your faction after just another group. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you can't, you limit your beefs like... You're not gonna go after another group if you're the bullet hunt, you know, club hunters. <laughs> like, what point. the fuck are the what the fuck are these idiots doing? They're supposed to be going after the bullet club. <laughs> so I really Stupid. want to talk about some of these moves and get your opinion. How did you feel about the Yeti's Yeti hug? Have you ever seen this maneuver? I'm sure I've seen it off the top of my head. I can't. It doesn't sound like uh, one of the most over finishes in professional wrestling history, though. It pretty much was a clip of the Yeti walking to the ring and. Uh, I think Hogan and the Giant are... I think the Giant has Hogan in a hug, and the Yeti reaches his arms around and hugs them both. Uh, but there's some real great finishers in here. Vince Vince loves bear hugs, by the way. Really? That was, anytime, that, that was Bruno's finisher, wasn't it? Yeah. And anytime you see a bear hug on TV, it's usually per Vince. Get him in a bear hug. Wait, is, is that really a thing? He'll request moves I, or not? I swear there were different points when I was told to throw a bear hug in there as a heel. Come and, on. Uh, no, I'm not. I can't. Pat, I can't, okay, if you know me, I, tell, I don't just fucking make stuff up to make it. That's like, so particular, though. Like, yeah. Tell him to put him in a fucking bear hug. Really? I, I swear to God, I would get it a lot. 
And then if you go and watch any of my old matches as a heel, I would go side to side with the bear hug yeah. to really to really wrench it in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuck me. I I swear. I believe you. No, I, I believe you. I just did I didn't know that was a, you know, I never would have thought that a agent like put him in this particular uh, move right now, especially a bear. I'll hug. ask. Uh, I'll ask uh, Mark, Paul, and Vince on our meeting when they come here in for Vegas, February thirteenth. What the fuck the deal is with the bear hug? <laughs> uh, <laughs> another maneuver on this list that I forgot about was Sergeant Slaughter's atomic noogie. Do you remember that one? Uh, I do remember it uh, partially. It was was that later on. I don't know if it was his finisher, but he had them kind of like a chin lock in a in a you know seated position, and he just wrapped his head you know his arm around the head like a headlock and just gives you a nuggie. And I don't know if people submitted from that, but that was his move. I think that was more of a signature thing, maybe. I think so too. I don't I don't, I don't know if it was a finisher. It doesn't seem. I like don't that. remember that as a finisher. Yeah, there's been in wrestling, man, Pat. There's been so many weird finishers though. If you look throughout the history of wrestling. Yeah, I just I'm getting a kick out of this list, like uh, Bastion Booger's trip to the Batcave, where he literally just stood over you, drops to his knees, crotch to the face. I didn't I feel know. like you couldn't, couldn't get away with that in this day and age of social media. <laughs> also on this uh, list is uh, Byron Saxton's Staxination. <laughs> <laughs> poor, <coughs> poor Byron Saxton. He's. That was the move that moved him to commentating, I've heard. <laughs> it's not a bad move, but it just it's you kind of grab like a under the chin and um kind of like a cobra clutch, but not really. You don't have the arm hooked, and then you go all the way forward and then all the way back and kind of take a side effect bump like Matt Hardy. But that was uh I didn't know that move existed, but I think it's funny that's on the list. I like Byron. Yeah. Now Byron's a great guy, great human being, one of the nicest human beings in the world. I'm sure he eats so much shit from Vince up there on oh, the headset. Oh, I can imagine. I can only imagine the poor guy. Like he's he's such a great human being. Also on this list would be uh what else we got here? Um Kelly Kelly's Kelly kick. Uh what was that? So the person would be on all fours and she would kind of step off their back and then give a leg drop to their lower back area. Okay. You know what I mean? Cool. Wasn't really an impressive maneuver. Uh, ugh, my computer just froze. God damn it. That gives me a great idea of what I want to do for a move now. Step off someone's back? Off their back and give them a splash on their back. Jesus Christ. I mean. I mean, that's you got to step on their high back. You can't step in the mid-low back. You'll break their back. <laughs> Mojo Rawley's hyperdrive is on this. Oh, by the way, he reminds me of a modern day fucking Mongo McMichaels. Really? Yeah. From was, out, he wear same tights, the 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 biker the biker tights. Okay. Football player and just out of place. Oh man. See, I, I was a big fan of Mongo. We both were fans of Mongo. I was But we liked Mongo because well, first of all, Mo- but Mongo was great entertainment one way or the other like Sure. I feel like Mojo's better than Mongo a little bit. I think Maybe. they're I, I think they're comparable, man. I think yeah, they're I I think Mongo, they're comparable. <laughs> yeah, you you might not be off on that. Mongo like Mongo Luger matches, we would sit around and watch those on the WWE Classics on Demand, and and those were some of my favorite moments in the lowest point, points of my life of like just laughing 
with really shitty wrestling. It's funny, like, you know, the Dave Meltzer gives, like, the star ratings. A lot of manga manga matches would get negative one star, <laughs> negative two stars. I did appreciate uh, his finisher being the tombstone, one of the... Um, yeah. Like no, he, I was going to... You, you, you mentioned that to me earlier. We were talking about this before we went live with this, and... Uh, I go, think about WCW, how fucked up it was at that point in time. I go, no wonder they went out of business. I go, you get Mongo McMichaels, the most dangerous finisher in wrestling, <laughs> the fucking tombstone to do to your roster. This guy, and I, I, I've heard nothing but great stories about, like, as far as being a great human being. I'm sure. <clears throat> but he was not the greatest wrestler, and he was a pro football player for the, his whole life. So it's understandable. And, like, no, like, I get it. But, like, you give him the tombstone, dropping a guy on their head and neck and trusting him with that. And, like, as far as I know, though, he never hurt anybody. So uh, yeah, really... he was a master of that tombstone. Taped his fingers really cool, too. I noticed that. He Fuck. That's, a, that's something that a lot of, not a lot of guys, Mojo, if you're listening to this. Tape your I'm fingers. Sure you, <laughs> tape your fingers. Tombstone pile driver, brother. <laughs> that's the fucking ticket. Maybe did he carry a briefcase too? Was that briefcase? And I would like to see a feud with Goldberg at some point with a <laughs> over the Battle Bowl ring. Yeah, yeah. Or no, the, the Chicago Bear ring. Yeah, <laughs> Super Bowl ring. Fuck. That would make the writer's job really easy. Just rehash, pretend fucking Mojo won a Super Bowl. Just fucking lie. <laughs> Just fucking make. He won it with one of the fucking years with the Patriots and his friend fucking what is Gronk- it Gronkowski. Uh, Gronkowski. Yeah, and fucking make a fucking, just rehash a fucking old angle. <laughs> Compliments of the big guy. Oh, man. So on that note, we're, we're, we're 90 minutes into this thing. You think we should uh, wrap this thing up? I love you giving the time still to piss off that one guy. It's like, why does it matter? There's a lot of podcasts like, oh, you can't, don't say this, don't talk about that. It's like, hey, man, just, just fucking say whatever. It's our show. We're allowed to talk about whatever we want. Yeah. Like, and based by the listeners, we're going up every week. I feel like, as a whole, we're doing our job. Yeah. You know? Everything's going well. Uh, but that's I'm, all I... I recommend this list. It's on reddit.com, the worst finisher uh, wrestling rankings. Are, I, before I ask you this question, okay, I was going to say, um, I'm thinking about next week we're going to implement on the podcast. I'm going to give a special discount code to uh, feedmemore.com. Um, for everything on feedmemore.com for the people that, that listen to the podcast and uh, provide a special code starting next week. I uh, just wanted to throw that in there. But for you, I, what are some of your favorite finishers that we're talking about this? Oh, we're still going. Um, I don't know about favorite. I just think that I've heard this before. What do you think is the most over finisher of all time? I still think it's Jake's DDT because it's how... I can't think of a finishing move that was cheered for ever. Like, and I, and I don't think it was ever kicked out of. To be quite honest, no, was it? No, I don't no. think so. That's and that's another reason why um, <coughs> Stone Cold Stunner uh, is. That's up there. the one that people say is like number. I I say DDT. No one ever chanted for the Stunner. People would just be like, the move was as over as Jake. So that that was and, just and, my theory. And you know, and, and and I think a big part of that is nobody ever kicked out of it. Eventually, Austin was a. Um, he was was up there when there was too much product, when they had to start wrestling on TV more, and, and he had to start doing it more and more and more and more. But, like, 
I think, though, like once you let guys start kicking out of your finish, the move starts becoming less over. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a fact. And, uh, and, and you could argue it all day long, but that's my opinion on it. Uh, I think the RKO, how many guys have you seen? By the way, to compare Cena to Orton, Cena letting guys kick out of the uh, attitude adjustment. Orton, very few guys have kicked out of the RKO in comparison to the, to the attitude yeah. adjustment. Okay. And, I think, and I think the move is the most over move in wrestling today as yeah. far as. But uh, in shell shock, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are there anything else that comes off off the top of your head? The goon had a hell of a finisher, huh? Holy shit! I didn't remember this, but the goon. What was the name of the move? I had it before. Um, had I don't to be was, some hockey hockey reference. Yeah, it was like, oh fuck, I lost it. But he basically had you outside the ring. He just stood you up, <laughs> and then he he just ran like ran a short distance and forearms you in the back, and then you hit the apron. It was like a hockey check. I don't know what the name uh, was called. Like, the timeout or something, I forget. But I feel like the timeout was probably exactly what it was called. But you know, so wait, bu- did he- you know I booked the goon in like 2012. He did like no. two or three shows for me. Yeah, Bill Irwin from fucking Duluth, Minnesota. Which I'm like, oh, this would be fun. You know, something random. If you, for the- if you don't mind me asking, what was his rate? Ah, uh, are you not allowed to discuss that? You could. I just think that let's, eh. let's not. Let's not. It's not. Let's not go there. But let's just say this. The flight caused, you know, it didn't seem so bad, but then we saw that he's from Duluth and a flight from Duluth, Minnesota is pretty shitty because it's not direct and, you know, but he, he, he worked, he, he worked as the goon. So if you want to work the goon, let me know, man, I can, I can, I can make that, make that happen. Oh, no, I, I wanted, uh, I just think it's really, if your finisher is his, did he get the win based on a count out then? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to watch on the network tomorrow. I'm going to see if what the goon or won you, with. Or, or YouTube. I'm going to look it up right after this podcast and see. Because, like, what a way to real, like, a shitty finish. Like, you hit your move and then you got to do a 10 count. And, like, <laughs> it's just really flat. Finishers, man, I'm reading. I told you Backlund's book. His finisher was the atomic leg drop. Like, it was, like, it just, finishers have evolved from what they were to what they, that's just a regular move you do in an opening spot now. And whatnot, and eventually, fifty years from now, we're going to be have to be on a hundred foot scaffold and just dropping guys off to like to get a near fall. Yeah, but that's what that's what we want. The uh, I wanted to wrap up this week's episode though with another fitness tip, and I, we got to continue this the dating stories of the big guy looking for love. Obviously, next week, um, I feel like that's a a highlight of every week. Um, but this week. The fitness nutrition tip from the big guy, guys. I, if you want to get in better shape and kick your metabolism into high gear, burpees. Look them up online, burpees with the full squat. And adding 25 a day um, to your routine will help you tremendously get in better shape. And then adding, once you get comfortable with them, adding five a day uh, to eventually where you can do 100 a day, you will be a machine. But 25 a day minimum and uh, you will enhance your life greatly. Uh, but look them up online. And if not, maybe the big guy will have to do a video uh, for the proper form. But a full squat uh, should be included uh, before you drop down into the burpee position for the push-up, uh, eventually into the jumping in the air. But add 25 burpees into your routine, guys, and uh, it will help you tremendously. All right, and that's that. 
uh, WrestleProOnline.com, CreatorProWrestling.com. Uh, big thanks to Eddie who edits this show and all his hard work in making this show great. Um, and I'm Buck Never Stops across all platforms. And again, I'd like to say thank you to Eddie and thank you to Mark Carino, part of that one half of the Heavenly Bodies. You guys have uh, helped me out a lot, so thank you. I am Ryback22 on Twitter, Twitter, Ryback247 on Snapchat, and the big guy, Ryback22 on Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th. 